Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is a follow-up on something that my husband did a few weeks ago, um, Marriage for Men. And he spoke about um, that I would do a podcast called Marriage for Women. So here it is. And uh, I believe this will help you whether you're married, whether you desire to be married, or you're a young person that, you know, you know that it's in the future someday that you will be married. But uh, I believe God wants to raise up a new breed of young people that have very, very strong marriages. You know, unfortunately, the statistics tell us that the, the in the last 50 years, um, marriages have gotten weaker and weaker and weaker as a result of that. Um, you know, it's raised up children in homes that don't have both parents. And so, you know, it's only by the grace of God that many of these uh, many of these people that grew up in these homes that didn't have the right kind of example of a marriage, you know, are even able to function in in society. You know, one of the greatest gifts I can give my children is that there's a there's a, a safety in in the home and in within the marriage that I have uh, with my with my husband. So, and that doesn't just happen. It, you know, you, you believe God to marry the right person, but it doesn't just—it doesn't just display itself perfect. Um, you actually have to—you um, actually have to apply yourself and do some things to have the kind of marriage that God wants you to have. And it's not hard. Um, it is work, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's heart work. It's work that you do within your own heart. It's not—you um, know—it's—it's it's not like maybe what somebody else has made it out to be, but it's something that it's a lot of you looking at yourself and saying, okay, where have I, where have I missed it? Or, you know, I don't want to miss it. So I'm going to correct this right now (laughs) before I even get into marriage. So I'm going to tell you a couple of things that really, really um, helped me. And, you know, we haven't been married that long. We're going into our, we're in year four at the end of this year, it'll be five years, but, um, I want to just, you know, from the from the little bit that we we've experienced, I want to uh, give you some tips that have really, really helped me. So, marriage for women, um, use your mouth to build. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs, and uh, in Proverbs 31, got to bring in Proverbs 31 when you're talking about women in marriage. But it says, she comforts, encourages encourages and does him only good and not evil all the days of her life. And it, you know, I, I looked at the word encourage in there and I've realized there was, there's definitely been times when I have not used my words to encourage my husband and, and anybody who's married can, you know, if you're being honest, you can say, you know, there's been times when I've not necessarily used my words to encourage. And, you know, the problem is, is that women, women like to talk and women also, um, without the Lord and without the renewed spirit and renewed heart and renewed mind, are they will tend to use their words to manipulate and get what they want. And so you as a believer, as a Christian, as a woman of God, cannot bring that into your marriage. First of all, don't use your words to manipulate, and then don't use your silence to manipulate either. That's another common thing that women think that, you know, well, I'm just not going to say anything. Well, your husband is not going to read your mind. No matter how, you know, no matter how many uh, times you think he can, or or no matter what kind of look you put on your face, he's not going to read your mind, and you you just have to you have to use your words, and that's fine to work things out with your words, but realize this: you have so much, you have so much power 
to um, build your husband into the man that he's supposed to be. When you say, okay, I'm going to use my words to build and encourage him. I mean, you will be amazed if you took one week and said, you know, I'm just going to go out of my way that, you know, while my husband's working, I'm going to send him a text message like, hey, have a great day. You're going to do awesome today. You know, whatever he does, you know, if he's in sales, you're going to, you're going to make so many sales today. You know, you, you will, you won't realize that maybe you don't realize how much power your words actually have, but you can, you can actually affect what the, you know, the outcome is of your, what your husband's day is by the words that you say. So the, the Proverbs 31 woman says, you know, part of one of her aspects is that she comforts, encourages, and does him only good and not evil all the days of her life. Proverbs 14 one says the wise woman builds her house on a foundation of godly precepts and her household thrives, but the foolish one who lacks spiritual insight tears it down with her own hands by ignoring godly principles. So the godly principle is that I'm going to use my words to build. I'm going to use my words to comfort, to encourage. And so if I'm going to, if I ignore that, the Bible is basically saying that I'm a foolish woman and I'm tearing down my house with my own hands. So you have, as a woman, the power to either build up your marriage or tear it down with your words and your attitudes and the way that you say things. And it's not just, you know, how you say it, it's the way you say it. And, um, and it's also the attitude behind what you're saying. So the way you resolve a lot of these things is look inside your heart and get grateful for what you do have and get grateful. Hey, God gave me an awesome husband. You know, he, he, he's, even though I can probably find 50 flaws just today alone, you know, a lot of women, you know, would probably say something like that, but they could also just find all the things that they're grateful for. And when you begin to use your words to, to tell your husband, you know, thank you so much for, you know, taking out the trash. Thank you so much for doing the dishes. Thank you so much for, um, you know, picking that stuff up that I asked you to pick up. You realize it's, it's actually the best kind of motivator rather than being that nagging wife going over and over and over on the same things. And I understand sometimes guys don't hear the first time and you do have to say things over and over again, but there's a way that you can do it and with the right attitude. And, um, and so and you don't want to manipulate, oh, I guess I'll just do it. <laughs> That's manipulation. You know, if you ask them to do it, oh, never mind, I'll just do it. That's manipulation. So don't manipulate your husband with your words. Be patient <laughs> and, uh, and be kind. And, and this will build your house. And, and you'll find, you know, that when you apply these godly principles to your life, that you build your house, that it says your household will thrive. So the first thing is I would say, use your mouth to build. The second thing is pray for your husband. And this applies to people who are married and who are not married yet. Um, for sure, if you're married, um, this is a great attitude adjustment. Um, if you're praying for your husband, no matter what's happened that morning or that day, you have to get your attitude right in your heart because you're not going to pray for somebody that you're upset with. <laughs> and if you are upset with them while you're praying for them, it'll, it'll straighten your heart out. So that's a perfect way to make sure that you don't go to bed angry with each other is that you take some time and pray for your husband, you know, pray that he will excel in his job, pray that, you know, that he's going to, you know, have a great day, that he's going to have good interactions with people, that he's going to, um, you know, that there's not going to be stress on him for finances, for the family. You know, there's so many things and the Holy Spirit will lead you specific things to pray for your husband. He'll give you very specific things when you pray in the Holy Ghost and, and then, you know, 
you'll start praying out the things that are, you know, for his future. I mean, you you don't realize how much most people don't realize how much power there is in prayer. But if, if we if we this is something that was so convicting when I read it, the Effective Minister's Wife book um, by Joy Oyedepo said she said, if you don't pray for your husband, who are you expecting to do it? <laughs> and that was I was like, oh wow, that's good point. <laughs> but she she also you know. That book is amazing. If you want a great book on being a wife, being a godly wife, um, get The Effective Minister's Wife by Joy Oyedepo, and it uh, you probably can find it on Amazon. But God will lead you by the Holy Ghost in specific ways that you can pray. And then while you pray, God will lead you to specific things that you can do to help your husband, to relieve the pressure, to, um, you know, to be a better wife. You know, if you're in, in a marriage and you're not trying to, to be a better wife, there's something, there's a problem with that. You should always be looking to improve your life and your husband's life by you improving yourself. So, um, you know, just receive that if it's, <laughs> even if it's hard to hear, you know, and say, okay, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start looking for ways that I can become a better wife to my husband, that I can become the woman of God that God has for me to be. And uh, I'm not going to try to rule over him. I'm not going to try to boss him around, but I'm going to pray for him. And I'm going to um, pray that God makes him the man of God to be a leader in my family. You know, if you're somebody that says, well, you know, I've just been more like the natural you know, person to take charge in the marriage. Well, then you need to pray for your husband that he becomes that person because the the biblical household is is the the man is the head. And so if anything like is out of order with that, it's gonna it's gonna make for an out of order life, an out of order family, children that get raised with a you know, with a backwards home. It's it's not setting anybody up for success in the home. So pray for your husband, current or future. And, and and that's the thing. If you are not praying for your future husband, but you want to be married, I mean, the, what are you doing? You got to start praying for him. Start praying that God will, you know, bring you in the same location. Start praying that God will lead his steps, direct his path. Start praying those prayers. And again, pray in the Holy Ghost. And then God will give you things to pray out of your spirit that are specific things for that person who exists, is on the earth somewhere but needs you to pray sometimes that's the that's the only thing that's between you and them is that you you know you got to start praying you got to start you know uh you know praying them into your life or praying you into their life or whatever the case may be and I'm not saying you pick a specific person and then pray for them I'm saying pray for your future husband whoever it is whoever the lord has for you and uh and don't try to choose them yourself trust me you don't want to choose your own husband you want to let the Lord do that for you. You want the perfect will of God. You don't just want somebody that you just, you know, picked <laughs> out of a group. So you want you want the perfect will of God. And this is the third thing. Be a helpmate. Be a helper. I mean, what is a helpmate? It's just somebody that helps. You know, if you, uh, I know that women, you know, in the home end up doing probably like, you know, maybe it's like 70, 30, or maybe it's 90, maybe it's a hundred, whatever. It depends on, you know, what kind of job situation you have, your husband has, and, and everybody's entitled to have whatever kind of situation that they have. Maybe it's 50, 50, because you both work nine to five and that's just how it works. And that's great. But always anticipate that you are there to be a helpmate. That's biblical. You, you, if, <laughs> I mean, 
if you're not anticipating the needs that your husband has, you know, you see that he's tired. Hey, can I make you some coffee? You know, there's, there's, th- you, you look to be a blessing. You look for the areas where you can be a blessing to your husband. And that's going to, I mean, that's going to make your marriage thrive. There, there won't be, you know, um, strife and contention when you're always looking for how can I help? How can I bless? How can I, how can I make his life easier? Today, like right now, what can I do that will relieve pressure off of him? What can I do that's gonna, um, you know, make his life easier? Does he just need me to make him something to eat? Does he need coffee? Does you know what? What can I, I? I can anticipate what he needs, and if I'm able to fulfill that need, then I'm gonna fulfill it because that's what God's. That's the plan of God for my marriage is that I would be a helpmate. So serve your husband. You, it, it is not, you know, um, an archaic backwards thing to be a servant to your husband, to serve him in, in, and fulfill what he needs, you know, in the home that, and don't have an attitude when you serve him. You know, it's like you can give somebody a gift two ways. One way is you give it in with a, with a glad heart, a thankful heart, uh, an excitedness in, in your heart, or you can give it to them with like a reluctancy and like a bitterness. And, and then which, which gift is a blessing? Not the second one. So when you serve, it's the same thing. If I'm going to serve somebody... And then I'm going to serve them with a with a glad heart. I'm going to serve them where it actually feels like I'm being a blessing to them. I'm not going to serve them where it's like, well, I did this for you, so uh, what are you going to do for me? You know, no, I'm going to serve you, and and I'm going to just be happy to do it because this is my job. You know, if if I'm already married, I prayed this. I prayed for this. <laughs> I wanted this marriage. I wanted this um, to to you know to to you know better my life. And so now I'm not going to just let this marriage sit here. And just you know, you know, I don't know, <laughs> dwindle into to nothing because that's what happens is people will ha- be married and then they don't work on their marriage and then they say things like, oh, well, we just fell out of love or whatever. No, you decided not to work on your marriage. You decided not to work on yourself, and that's what happens. And you and you just took the easy way out and you got selfish. There's no room for selfishness in marriage. Period. Point blank. There is just none. So decide today, you know what, I'm going to be part of this, this, you know, this new generation that God's raising up of young people that will have long lasting marriages, marriages that thrive, marriages that produce children who are, um, you know, who love God, who serve God. That's, that's one of the biggest kicks in the devil's face you can, you can do is that you have a family and you raise them to love God and serve God. And that starts with you and your marriage starts with you inside of your heart deciding i'm going to i'm going to put the work in to have an awesome marriage and it's not going to be um this thing that i dread every day when i wake up but i'm going to actually decide to have a a thankful heart to god that god that you would even bless me with a marriage or that God, I know one day you will bless me with a marriage and so i'm going to take this heart attitude that i'm going to be a servant i'm going to build this mar- this uh, this man with my with my words. I'm going to be an encouragement. I'm going to be that woman that that my husband can trust. I'm going to anticipate what he needs and f- and go ahead and fulfill his needs with a good attitude. And I'm not going to be manipulative. <laughs> I'm just going to um, you know be led by the Holy Spirit in everything that I do. You know, woman who prays for her husband is someone who is going to have an awesome, awesome, awesome marriage because that will fix any attitude that you could possibly have. So begin praying for your husband if you haven't. 
been doing that today. Make it the first day and and then make it a habit that you do this all the time is that you pray for him and that you um, and let God use you in prayer to lift him up as well as in all, all kinds of other ways. So I love you. God loves you. If this helped you, share it with somebody, send it to somebody. We totally appreciate you guys that come on here and listen to the podcast and share it with your friends. And uh, we are we're excited to hear about what God's doing in your life. Send us testimonies if you've been listening and God's really done something in your life. So we love you and we'll see you soon.